Welcome to the Audio and Visual Podcast. My name is Jay Bigham, and I'm your host. Audio and Visual is a podcast that hopes to bring you into the artist's studio, whether that be a large commercial studio space or an extra bedroom in a condo, to help you get to know the struggles, triumphs, and day-to-day lives of people creating visual arts. Initially, the artists featured will be from my circle of friends and acquaintances, which are mostly Edmonton and Alberta-based, but I do have quite a few folks I know through social media spread out all over the world. I hope to feature some of them through the magic of the Skype interview. The artists you will hear, for the most part, will be people you probably never heard of, but you may be familiar with some of their work. This isn't a podcast that will be featuring famous artists. Rather, it's focused on those artists that live and work right beside you. Today's guest is Edmonton-based mosaic artist Karen Clausen. I sat down in Karen's garage studio for our chat, surrounded by buckets of rocks, minerals, driftwood, and metal. Let's get right to it. Well, why, well since we were talking about that, let's talk about your big piece in, the, uh, in your living room. Okay. How did you come up with that? How did... Uh, being mosaic, it's hard to build big because it's heavy. And the work that I, like the materials that I use are heavy because I'm metal, I'm um, like all my rock, minerals, shale. So it gets heavy, right? Like it's, it's thick. I like to stack it. And so I need um, to figure out how to go big without, you know, you can't just have one great big huge piece, right? So it's, it's just too much. So I thought, how can I get it big without having this big clump, right? So I decided to do 30 individual pieces to make up one big piece. So um, that's basically where it started. And I had all this material and it was more of a, I really like to experiment. So I feel like a big part of what I do is, is studio time trying different things, right? So this was just, let's try this. So I started in my basement before I got my studio. I had a little room down there I could work in and um, I would lay it out on the floor and my husband cut the dimensions I wanted. And so I would basically have it laid out on my basement floor. And I just take piece by piece in and I kind of draw to the next where I'd have to kind of match it up. And, and that's basically what I started. And, and um, it was incredible. I called it uh, Mother Earth and uh, I'm really proud of it. That was yeah. my first big one and it's kind of, um, a blow your socks off piece for me because people come in and they just go oh my gosh and <laughs> and it's never been out in public or anywhere because it's kind of you can't really move it and if it's going to be in a gallery that's 30 holes in their walls right so <laughs> so i'm not sure they're going to want that so um and then my husband put it up for me because for the first time um on a on christmas eve he was we finally got time and he put it up for me in one piece at a time. And it kind of was like a big reveal for me because I'm sitting on the couch and he'd come up and I'd be like, oh my gosh, here's another piece. And it just added to the whole thing. And then finally the last piece. And that's what I thought. I thought this is so grand and this is so cool. This needs to be in a show, you know, where that's how you're going to show. That's the big piece. That's what I love is, is the kind of like the excitement and, and the reveal. Right. It's just now you see what I've made. Right. right so it's right. a mosaic within a mosaic, really. 
So I'm sitting there and I was, I was kind of tearing. It was just a, a really great moment for me because I've never done anything that big. And at that time, that was, I don't know how many, eight years ago, nine years ago, that I really wasn't showing much. It was really the beginning of, of where it kind, I kind of started. I started um, 2006 and then I didn't get into it till a couple of years. My kids were pretty young. And so um, it was always finding that balance between working and um, creating and taking care of the kids sure. and everything else, yeah. right? Trying to find that balance. So um, I, I understand that the uh, the production of that piece didn't go without its uh, oh no mishap. no oh my gosh I yeah I had it laid out on our basement floor and being that my kids were really young so that's where they'd play down we had the futon open and my big art piece it's like five feet. Uh, I think it's six feet wide by five feet high, something like that. Um, so I had all these boards out and then the f parts that weren't done were just laying there and then there was parts that were done, were finished. Uh, there's chunks of metal through it. So Nash, my youngest, my son, he comes running through and he hurt his foot, but he didn't say anything, right? So in bed that night, he's, um, we're, I'm reading a book and we're talking, I'm saying goodnight and he says, and he looks up and he's just got this cute, serious face and these big green eyes looking at me and he's like, mom, I have to tell you something. And it was so serious. And I'm like, what's going on? What's wrong? And he goes, he goes, can you finish your art and hang it up? Cause we're getting hurt. <laughs> Cause he hit his toe and it was bleeding and he never, but he never told me, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll finish it. And, you know, so yeah. I basically, it was summer, I picked it up and kind of just left it for a while and um, didn't really complete it until fall, you right. know, and uh, yeah. And now you have a studio. And so. now I have a studio. Wow, it started from my dining room table um, to a room in the basement to this, which is incredible, but I, I still want, we all dream of the bigger, right? Sure. But, but this is incredible. I love my studio. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So let's talk about um, your your path. How mm -hmm. did how did you get here? Wow. Uh, I don't know. It's it feels like this is what I was supposed to do always. I've always felt like this. Um, growing up, uh, grew up out at Nemeo, out in the country, and we had an acreage, lots of um, trees to climb, and we were outside all the time. I never really watched a lot of TV. Um, school, I guess, starting in art class. I loved art. It was just, oh my gosh, I love art. And I just would draw. And so a lot of my life was um, drawing. So that's what I would do at night. I'd be in my bedroom, I'd be picking away. My mom would bring me old costume jewelry and she, her necklaces would be tangled. Karen, can you fix this? And I just loved that, right? And so I would, you know, sort all that and then I would draw. I was just always drawing stuff, right? So um, I think the biggest part was uh, grade seven or eight. It was kind of odd because I would draw in art class and the teacher would never believe I did it. <laughs> so I always felt like, why would you say that to me, right? It was really weird how that happened. Uh, not until grade 10 did I, uh, I took art 10. And I loved it. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. So I knew right then, that's like, this is what I want to do. Um, my mom owned a flower shop 
Um, so when I was high school, basically we all grew up in the flower shop. So I had always helped. I was like the gopher, we call it. So I would make boxes, I would clean flowers, things like that. So my mom was very creative. Um, and her dad was very creative and it ended up, um, my mom owned the flower shop and I was the one that was the creative one. So I really took to it and loved it. So that was a creative outlet for me. And um, so I could just continue drawing through school, kept doing that. Um, and I just knew I wanted to be an artist at that, just knew it. Um, but also just being that connection to nature, I think developed like at such a young age, we would camp and um, we'd go up to David Thompson up in the mountains and we'd spend the, a month right and we my mom would fish and I'd go pick rocks and and I think too the development came with um, my mom's flower shop because she brought all that nature in sure. to the yep. flower shop so we we used driftwood we used rock you know what I mean like yeah. we used all of that and so it was just really I feel like it's just part of who I am uh, and so when I started um, I ended up buying my mom's flower shop from her at 20. She, my parents got divorced, so it was like, that was the end of me ever going to college, to art school, anything. It was like, get a job, survive all really, right? So my mom and I moved in together. I ended up buying the flower shop. She moved away, and I just, that was my creative outlet, was the flower shop. And um, so we worked, my husband and I worked at it for 13 years, and. It was excellent, um, big learning curve, um, sold it and decided uh, to start a family because it was either, you know, when are you going to do it? You can't do it all, right? Sure, so yeah. it was like, I have to do something. Like my decision was, what am I going to do? I'm going to go for this flower shop and make it go for it, right? And then I just kept thinking, I don't want to be that kind of mom that leaves the the kids in a daycare. You know what I mean? Sure. It just wasn't for me. I want, and then I thought, okay, so I'm going to have a baby screaming, and I'm taking a wedding, and you know, how am I going to do this? So we sold it, and um, yeah, I started. I had I had Brooklyn, and I was um, I was just lost without my art, without some kind of a creative outlet. So I started taking courses. I took. Uh, silversmithing. Uh, I dreamed of always wanting to be an oil painter. That's all I could ever think of is I want to do oil. I saw when we went on a field trip uh, at Grant McEwen, uh, when we went into the art class, that's one of the students had painted a Pepsi can on canvas. And I had to look and look, and I was almost like I wanted to touch it because it looked like it, I could have grabbed it right off the canvas. And I couldn't believe someone could do that, right? It was like, blow me away. And I'm like, this is what I want to do, right? So, so anyway, I, I ended up taking a few courses, took stained glass, and I just couldn't really, f and I never did take a painting class. And then I thought, well, I just started building because the kids, Brooklyn was really young and I'm like, I got to just do something. So I was fiddling with all kinds of stuff. And then I ended up with, with mosaic. I thought, well, I love mosaic. Let's just do something. So I'm pregnant with Nash. I'm out back. I'm smashing tile, not a clue what I'm doing, made this mirror. 
And I thought, you know what? I think I like this. I like the tactile, but it needs more. And that's kind of how it started. I just went, how am I gonna do this? I took a course to find out what tools they were make, using. Um, the gist of grout, glue, sure. mortar, get that information, came home, made a piece and that was it. I ended up putting my copper, my metal, my everything that I loved in it, right? So my driftwood. Um, so, so right from the start, you, I mean, when people hear mosaic, they're thinking yeah. um, just tile, generally, ceramic yeah. tile. That's right. But you almost immediately started adding all of your natural pieces. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's yeah. what it was like. It was just doesn't feel right. And I'm, I'm not a... I'm very intuitive and spontaneous when I work. So that's really what I work. And I remember being back then thinking, no, it needs, it needs rocks. <laughs> it needs mineral. Everything is rock for me. I love rocks. Um, so yeah, that's just what I started doing was adding all my stuff in there. Like, I love it. And then I, I kind of developed, well, I love rust. So I'd put rusty nails in and I love, you know what I mean? It just sure. became this putting in everything that I love and, um, and it works. Like it's, it's unique and um, yeah, I love it. You're listening to Audio on Visual, the podcast about visual arts and artists. Today's guest is Edmonton-based mosaic artist, Karen Klassen. For more information on Karen and to hear all our episodes, visit audioonvisual.ca. Follow us on Twitter at audioonvisual and visit facebook.com slash audioonvisual. Now back to Karen. So talk about where, where you source your materials from because I know that a lot of these things aren't things you pick up off the side of the road. That's right. No, um, <laughs> I source worldwide. Um, um, I think naturally I'm a hunter forager. You know, um, so camping, mountains, I'm a mountain girl, um, is all my river pebbles, uh, my shale from the Rockies, um, and driftwood, right, is all from the mountains. Um, and then when it comes to the minerals, which is my, uh, my gorgeous cabinet filled with quartz and amethyst and everything pyrite I source I was buying um, bulk from the states um, but the shipping is really hard on you you know and it's heavy stuff so I ended up going so I also travel so um, I would go to conferences mosaic conferences it's called um, SAMA, which is the Society of American Mosaic Artists. And they have conventions every year. And um, you go, it's in a um, beautiful hotel and there's different courses you can take. So that's kind of how I also learned is by taking some courses and things like that. So then I would also um, source around what I can look at, right? So if I was in Tennessee or I was in uh, Kentucky one year was, and then two, or um, oh, where was the other one? Oh, uh, Seattle. Um, so I would just source and bring stuff home as well as the conventions. They have stuff you can buy. So mm, I would sure. source from there. And then it ended up now the last few years, I've been going right to the source, which is Quartzsite, Arizona. And Tucson, I went again this year, and I would go and buy and bring back as, as much as I can the material I need. Sure. Which is great because I incorporated as a family trip with 
what I need for and, my... And you don't have to pay airline fees That's for bringing right. back a 600-pound suitcase. That's right, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they let me, and I tell you, it's it's hell for my kids because I'm searched. They're searched. <laughs> it's like uh, the last one was the, she's opening up my suitcase, and I'm telling her about everything because I brought home rock from Sedona and a, a ton of driftwood and the the, uh, the cactus wood. Yep. And so my suitcase is filled and I always get pulled over. Plus the kids have stuff in theirs and everybody gets it, right? <laughs> so I'm showing the, the uh, inspection agent. She's opening my suitcase with her gloves and, and I'm supposed to stand back, and, you know, hands behind your back. And I'm like, open that bag, look inside, it's gorgeous. And so I'm telling her all about it and they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I get so excited. Eh? Uh, that's yeah. funny. So yeah, um, yeah. And then I have stuff like my, some of my tile, the Smalties from Italy, um, the Melifiori's from Italy. So yeah, it's ex expensive. It's an expensive art, but you know. It's, yeah, obviously worth it because it's just some beautiful, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, pieces. isn't it? Yeah. It's just, uh, I think, with the, the natural elements, the man made, and um, I don't know. I mean, it's a good balance of everything in there, you know? Yeah, and sure. I think re the natural parts resonate with everyone. Oh, and, uh, unquestionably, and you also make natural forms and yeah. shapes within yeah. the the piece itself, so you can see, well, you can see whatever you want in them, a lot of them. But that's right. Um, you know, is that a is that a tree within a tree? Is that a, a yeah. river? All those kinds of things. It's it's beautiful yeah. to hear responses because I uh, everybody sees something different and sees things I don't ever see. So I love that's what I love about art shows is you can talk to people and they see things that I never even imagined were in there, right? Sure, sure. It's cool. So um, let's talk about your, uh, your oh, goddess my goddess, over here. yes. Oh, wow. She was, uh, she's pretty powerful. Uh, I had made her last year. It took, I had the, the form um, for about a year. I found it at a recycle place. And I just, it had no arms, it's just a body no head no arms and you put it together it comes in three pieces and i thought we should say this is a full-size figure uh, about six feet tall it's yeah with the top of her driftwood horn head is uh seven feet tall yeah, yeah. um she is uh it's one of the most incredible things i've done um it was quite a process she was very it was a very intimidating to start with um, because I knew this had to be good. I don't know why, I just thought this is my one chance. You know, there's, it's pretty big, so I didn't want to waste material. Sure. So I was afraid, I just, I knew what I wanted, because as soon as I bought the base, I brought it home, I came in the studio, and I had all these driftwood pieces, right? And I'm like, I had that, I bought, I found in Jasper, the head, and I found that chunk of driftwood, and I was just like, coveting it it was like okay kids don't break this and you know and i get it home it survived the trip home in the back of the truck it sat in my corner here in the studio and i just loved it and i'm like that's going to be for something special so it felt like every part that went into her was meant for her it sounds kind of <laughs> weird but and then i went out and I, so i got it set up and I, I said ken come in i put the head on i go look and then i'd Put that down i put on a driftwood arm i go look isn't this going to be incredible and so yeah it was like 
I just, I wasn't ready to make her at that time. I knew what I wanted to do, kind of had a vision, and that was it. I left it for a year. And I just went, yeah, I'm not ready, because I knew it would take a long time. Sure. Right? Sure. And that's a big commitment. So I was like, yeah, I got other stuff to do first. So, yeah, she came together. I put her head on first, and I went, holy crap, this is going to be something else. Because <laughs> just her head alone is kind of, it's different. It's something you've never seen before, right? So she, she's been, I think, building in me to come out of me my whole life through every experience, right? She's, she's power. She's, she's goddess, you know, and the biggest inspiration came from when I was at one of the conventions in, uh, I think this was Kentucky and the director of who does she think she is, um, was there they showed the documentary and it's about women in art and I tell you that changed my life just knowing being a mom having all this this I just want to explode with creativity and being kind of like stuck in the you got to take care of kids you got to do this you got to do that and so the art was a very little slice in my life it felt like Um, but I've I never stopped right and so, you know, it's, it's all of that and then all of the adversary in my life, all of everything. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but it just felt like this force had to come out. And so being a woman in the arts, um, having to spread myself so thin, being frustrated, um, all of that came in to play with this as well, right? It was just um, being a business owner, a young woman, being taken advantage of um, and being, you know what I mean? Just being young and then the men part, all of that plays in. So it's everything in there. So she represents just a hope and a go for it and don't mess with me. I am woman, (laughs) I am power (laughs) and that's what's in it. And I put again, everything, I didn't want to be like reined in. Like my husband says, well, don't make her arms that wide. How are we going to move her? And I said, I don't care. That's your problem. <laughs> My problem is making care. I create, you move her, right? So yeah, that's what we did. And um, she's got stuff in her from all over the world. Um, a lot of friends uh, bring back stuff from their travels for me. So I've got, um, I'm really proud of Nottingham Castle. A friend of mine went and he brought back a chunk that had fallen off the castle. So he just picked that up and brought it home for me. And I said, you could get uh, a sentence for that. <laughs> you could go to jail for that. But there's that in there. There's the um, Atlas Mountains. There's Italy. There's there's just worldwide Uruguay, um, amethyst. Everything's in there. It's incredible. And the roots that come all through was from Kentucky. That picture behind you. Mm-hmm. All the trees in there. When we were walking in Kentucky, the trees were just roots and, you know, nature is always still my, yeah. my go-to inspiration. Sure. I, I can just go outside and look at my trees and, and my, all my rocks and it's like, okay, let's go, right? Yeah, it, it's... Uh, it's powerful. For sure. And it's also quite easy to figure out that you've arrived at the right house, uh, I, I noticed when yeah. I ever pulled up. <laughs> Your entire front yard is full of rocks. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So um, let's talk about uh, some of your uh, 
I mean, that's obviously one of your more major projects. What, mm -hmm. what other things have you done? Um, I've actually got my first public art. Yeah, huh? I'm just finished, just finished fabrication. So there was an art call uh, for the Dermot Art uh, Project. And yeah, I applied, my girlfriend and I, she pushed me to try it on my own and I was too intimidated. And so we decided, you know what, let's do this together. So we did, we put in a call to the Edmonton Arts, did a, a call uh, and we submitted and we got it. So yeah, it's my first public art and I'm so proud of it. It's incredible. It's about just under 100 square feet and it's a wall in Dermot Park. So it's a, a new playground in the Bonnie Dune area. Mm -hmm. And uh, one side is uh, like a bench and the other side is uh, a wall. A lower wall and so it's um, it's incredible so yeah we won't install until uh, this summer until it stops snowing that's right exactly <laughs> so yeah that was pretty huge for me that's that's very exciting yeah, yeah. to be involved with all that is is uh, actually it's a pretty cool experience to see how everything works for public art you know yeah, you're right a, in there's there. a lot that goes on I had no scenes. idea yeah. it was a year yeah. until we just started to we just finished yeah, it was a year. So is that going to be mostly a, a, a ceramic tile piece? Yeah, it is a, tr uh, a tile. Uh, it's all frost proof. Like we had to do sure. research yeah. for that for our climate. It's kind of hard to to just put anything in there, sure, right? Sure. So yeah, there's porcelain in there and ceramic and um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, because I could see some of your other work not being terribly no, tile friendly. Yeah, in no, for sure. Yeah, there's inside art and outside art. Yes, yeah. 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 Well, that's great. Um, let's talk about have, uh, how have you uh, got work in a gallery? Uh, yes, I do. I have um, work in the Avon's Gallery in Canmore. Oh, what a perfect place! I know. Hey, yeah. I know it's perfect, and it's weird because uh, when we, my husband and I, and the kids went through Canmore one year, and I had just mentioned to my husband, um, you know, if I was going to have a, a gallery represent me, this is where I'd want to be. And then there you go, the next year it happened, you know? So how long have you been there? Uh, I have been there for two years. This will be my third year with them. Yeah. Good. And has that, has that been a good experience for you? It's been really, really good. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be in a gallery. Like, I, I, it's kind of a weird thing for artists. Like, I always thought galleries were kind of um, intimidating and I don't know. I don't know how to explain it without being negative. <laughs> you know, my most of my gallery experience, well, I had a really good experience with um, a gallery when I had my flower shop right next door. It used to be Bear Claw Gallery. Oh, okay. So um, she was with her mom too, Agnes, right? Agnes was, she worked with her mom and I, I was in the store next door in the flower shop working with my mom. And so they would have art shows and these artists would come in and I would do the flowers to match whatever, mm -hmm. right? So Jackie would say, Karen, we've got a, a show and I'd do the flowers. And so that was great. But when I started Mosaics and went into different galleries, I just thought, hmm, they're not going to want my work. It's all paintings, <laughs> right? And I just didn't felt like I belonged and I did, didn't feel like I had the credentials. Like I always thought you had to be had these big credentials, right? So I didn't have any of that. I just did what I did, right? And so when I was at um, 
I went to an international show, Art Vancouver, and um, the first day, the uh, f the owners and the manager from the Avon's Gallery in Canmore um, signed me the first day. Well, I know. Fantastic. I was like, what? I had to come to Vancouver <laughs> to get my stuff in Canmore. But that's just the way the universe sure. works. And I completely believe that's how it works. You well, know? It's, it's so interesting because you're right. I mean, galleries are very much sort of painting-centric. Absolutely. But the, the, uh, a smart gallery owner is going to look at your work and go, I've never seen anything like that. That's right. And I think that's, you know... That's what's so intriguing. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I love about my art is that there's nothing like it. Right? It's, yeah. when I, it's you me. You see one of your pieces, it's, it's oh, that's yeah. a Karen. Yeah, yeah for sure. totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, have you got any, uh, obviously your your uh, public art thing coming up is, yeah. is good. What other, what other things have you got coming I've up? got, um, my next thing is I'm building right now for the Art Walk. So that's always, it, I usually start a few months before because my stuff takes quite a bit of time to make. Um, so I'm starting for that. I've also got, uh, I help another artist, Jerry Whitehead. He's from BC and he has uh, sculptural, there's a sculptural garden going up just by the, um, the new bridge. So there'll be a sculpture park going in there. And so I'll help him with his public art. Turtle, I helped him with the small one. Um, so I'll help Mosaic, sorry, I should say that, Mosaic, the, the bigger one. So that's coming up here in May. Um, so I'll help him with that for a week or two. And then uh, the art walk. And then I'm not really booking a whole lot right now. I want to build for, I really want to get into um, something different. Like I, I always like to not always stick stay in the same same I want something different so I'm really really trying to get to Toronto to art um, next year so I'll apply for that they jury you in and um, and get out there and see what happens so I want to build for that which is a lot of planning as well because we'll have to drive right because right. you can't ship this yeah right yeah so that's the problem is is shipping is expensive for I think any artist yep. But for this, how do you, how do you ship all this? Yeah, I, it's a nightmare every time I see you tearing down. Oh my show, gosh, like, oh. isn't it? It is. It's yeah. and then I have to have the the back of my truck. Um, I have a big table I put in for the big because of the wood that yeah. that comes out, and so you can't stack anything. So that's kind of an issue for me. So we're trying to figure out. My husband's really good because um, he, he does the research and he's got the prices and what, when and how we got to do things. Um, so yeah, we're going to apply for that and then we'll end up driving. I said, well, how are we going to, we're going to need a bigger something like a motorhome. We'll figure that out when you get the, get you in. know, the yeah. call that says, yes, you're in. I said, okay. <laughs> and then of course, I always dream big and my big dream is New York. I've had, um, I know a couple people from Edmonton that go to the art show there. And I just think my goddess and my art it would be so unique there. Yeah. And I just, I just love that idea. And that's my really big goal. Um, other than that, I think in reality, I've been asked to exhibit in Florence, Italy. And unfortunately, I don't have the money to do something like that. How sure. do you... How do you do that? 
you know there's no guarantee it'll sell so I'm gonna ship a lot of stuff and so we we're thinking of either making a holiday of it and going but I still the shipping I is mean, just getting it there yeah, yeah it's it's just not gonna happen so I think making your dreams with Toronto I'll start there and then maybe next year the year after I'll do try to get my my stuff there yeah. I, I could see the art really resonating in those really big cities where nature is mm -hmm. so hidden in a lot of cases. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. You're listening to Audio Unvisual, the podcast about visual arts and artists. Today's guest is Edmonton-based mosaic artist Karen Klassen. For more information on Karen and to hear all our episodes, visit audioonvisual.ca. Follow us on Twitter at audioonvisual and visit facebook.com slash audioonvisual. Now back to Karen. My art you can touch. That's, uh, yeah, that's right. Like I, you I get in you... there, always. I encourage yeah. it and a lot, of the, a lot of people don't believe me and they think it's a trick, right? <laughs> She's going to make, make it fall so we have to pay for it. I said, if anything falls, that's my fault, not yours. And I would never make you pay for it. Please touch, like it's nature, like yeah. touch it, right? So... People are just blown away. And then you have the connection, right? Like that's get in, get into the art, right? Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, when I first saw your art, one of the things that I thought was you could spend an hour just staring at a small yeah. corner, finding the different pieces because you hide so many little bits and yeah. Pieces in there that it's just it's just really fascinating. It's yeah, a lot of detail. It's, yeah, for yeah sure, it's for sure. cool. Hey, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's uh, it really gets it really gets in you. You know, yeah. like yeah, there's so many neat things that you can discover, and people see different things. You know, and they start stories like the the one big one. Um, I have a lot of the pebbles that are run right down the middle, and I had a couple that say okay and they started this story between this is the river and they have to go through the mountains and they're having a war and I was like wow <laughs> it's just like really cool to hear the awesome. response and yeah. and that's I think every artist is is so taken aback when you have a response to your work sure and I think that's to me what makes it worth it is like you get me then like you get it yeah and I've had people cry um, when I had, uh, I've had, uh, this one woman was just beautiful. She um, found a piece she liked um, it when it was all white. And this piece actually ended up on the billboard. Oh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, she, she uh, it was at the White Ave Art Walk. She saw it and she just went, oh my gosh. And she started crying. She goes, this is me. This is my piece. I have to have this. And I was just like, wow. And then she says, but I can't afford it. And she just, we talked for a while and then away she went. And then when I was at another art event, she came back, she goes, oh, and she cried again. I can't believe it's still here. And it's part of me. And anyway, it ended up that she, um, she bought it. Yeah. So awesome. I'm crying. She's crying. I'm hugging her and I'm just so... What could be better? I can't. There's nothing better, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one thing for people to appreciate your work, and that happens a lot at art walks. People yeah. walk by and say, "Wow, that's amazing!" But for someone to actually 
buy something they probably can't afford. No, she had to pay uh, monthly payments. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's pretty. And I was like, wow, that's just so cool. Yeah. I'm honored, you yeah. know. And I get a lot of like with my goddess uh, at the art walk. She was quite any quite hard to get this back and forth to the art walk. I had to to keep her at the arts barns and right, then right. you know. But um, when she was first out, I mean. People were screaming, crying. They were like, to witness this, and I had to kind of mentally prepare myself because she's intimidating and she's a little scary too, depending on how you are as a yeah. person, mm -hmm. right? Because I had people go, whoa, and I had to be prepared because I'm so used to people like loving, oh my God, and this yeah, is yeah. incredible, to something that could be a little intimidating yeah. and a little scary. And they're like, oh, geez. But I mean, for the most part, so I had to have that, am I okay with them not liking her? Am I okay with them being intimidated? Yeah, 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 <laughs> right? I love it. And so I, the first day, I had so many people crying. Um, they saw her and they just broke down and just started sobbing. And then I would cry and then, um, yeah, it was, it was, incredible the emotions I had for the first time I've never experienced this but I had a lot of people that would walk up and they of course they look at me did you make this and then they look from my toes to my head and back you're like who are you what's wrong with you <laughs> that's what I felt like they were like what but they would scream fuck that's what they would do I'm not kidding they're like fuck holy fuck and i was just like i i honestly had never heard that before <laughs> so i was like okay yeah so i had to actually put a barrier around her the first day i didn't realize that so many people would be crowded so i was worried about her getting knocked getting yeah. knocked or broken and and so i did a chalk outline and then i went, came home the neck that night and i bought a little fence to put around her to stop people because they were getting pretty close and yeah it was it was an incredible experience having her and just the power of her yeah so i i want to just basically take her around the city um and just photograph her all over the city oh, that's different a, areas yeah, that's an interesting project yeah, i want her at the museum and the art gallery i want her everywhere and i'll see if i can get her somewhere out there yeah. right well, she's got to be we'll, seen we'll do is we'll uh, because people have Obviously, this is an audio podcast, so yep. uh, we'll put a photo up on the, on the website for so sure. then people can have a, a look. Sure, for because sure. Because it, it's truly a remarkable piece of work. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to talk about um, your uh, the other small things you do, your, your jewelry? Oh, yeah. Yes. Actually, my jewelry came from that big piece I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. So the 30 piece, I was sitting there looking at one little corner and I thought, hmm, because I love, I'm a jewelry girl too, right? So I love jewelry. And I thought, I should do a small piece, like that corner, I should do that. And then it all began. So I searched out some jewelry bases, ended up just playing, and before you know it, there you go, I'm, I'm full on. I got the earrings, the bracelets, the necklaces, and yeah, I love it. It's incredible. I'm just starting. I just bought my drill press. I'm going to start doing more stones so I can do more of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, endless possibilities. And endless affordable art walk possibilities too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the nice things. Well, is that... and that's really, 
I have a lot of people will buy my little necklaces because they actually look like my big art, mm-hmm. right? So it's very detailed, lots of little things in them. I even put the driftwood in, my tiny little pebbles, and I've got all my minerals in there. So it's basically a small art piece. So I had a lot of people that uh, one year this woman bought a necklace and she's like, we're going to hang this in our cabin. That's our first Karen Clausen. She goes, that's, it's not for me to wear. It's to hang on the wall, right? So I, it, they kind of graduate up to my pocket art, you know, and then up to the bigger pieces. So, sure, sure. yeah. So it just gives you that small, it's wearable art, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's incredible. It's been a huge success for me. And I love it. I, I love it. My wife owns. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Interfering. So. Yeah. It's kind of addicting, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Well, like, is there anything else you want to touch on? Um. I don't know. I just I think I love our community. I love our city, and uh, I think we need more art. You I know. Think so too. And yeah. I love the variety of art and all the artists. You know, you do these shows with artists, and everybody's. I don't know, I think we're just a small, like-minded community, no matter what we do. Um, I have friends that do all different types of art. I support, I think we need to support each other. And that's why I just said yes to this especially, because you're helping us, Jay. Like, thank you for helping us and bringing us together and, and making it okay for all of us. We're not competing we're helping yeah right yeah, yeah. it's and never a competition we have to help each other you know yeah. and well, the hope for this podcast is to to get people that aren't artists interested in the background of, of absolutely all of the it's, it's, it's hard yeah. it this is hard yeah. and i don't i mean it's it's just i don't want sympathy or you know what i mean i just want you to know this like we go through stuff it's it's funny because people have a, just this one story. When I sold my flower shop, um, the women that bought it, um, they thought that it was just going to be this pretty little flower shop. <laughs> you don't realize it's 24-7. You know, sure. I was a business owner when I was 20. And I worked seven days a week. I would eat, sleep. I dreamt about the work. I was stressed. It's... I did, um, I would always say, take the order, make the order, deliver the order, right? And it's the same thing with art, like it's with everything. You're doing everything, I'm doing the books. I, I do everything yeah. And, yeah. and I have to be my own promoter. So I have to do my website, you know, all that yuck stuff yes, absolutely. has to go with all the good stuff, right? Yeah. And I think we all go through that. Nobody wants to do all that, but that's what it takes. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's a business, and a lot of it people is. forget that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to so be a, a theme in this series. Yeah. Uh, certainly, uh, our first episode talked about that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, small businesses, uh, artists are small businesses. That's exactly and, what we are. And mm-hmm. if you don't approach your art as a small business, you're not going to succeed because no. you just can't. Because then it's a hobby. Yeah. And yeah, it's a hobby. No, yeah, it has to be a business. Yeah, yeah. no, you for gotta sure. You got to put the hours in, and you got to do all that yucky stuff. Too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and that's the the payoff. The reward is is getting to do this. I'm full time now. I've been full time for years, and that's the reward. Yeah. You know, it's it's not ever probably going to bring me a lot of money, but it keeps me going. Right. It keeps me going every day, building, 
um, the shows that we have here. And uh, yeah, just keep going. Keep learning, keep emerging, keep everything, right? It's awesome. <laughs> I'm lucky. I feel lucky because I couldn't do anything else. I've always done the arts, well, something you're, creative. You're doing what you should do, I think. It's very yeah. obvious. So. Thank you. It's, um, it's a good journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show. Thank and, you. Uh, good luck with uh, the future uh, in Toronto, New York, and yeah. who knows where. Yeah, who knows, eh? All right. Thank you so much, Jay. Thanks. Thanks to Karen Clausen for sitting down with me for our second episode. Audio and Visual is recorded, produced, and hosted by me, Jay Bigham. The audio and visual theme music is called Good Day, written by Kim Lincoln. For more information on Karen and to hear all our episodes, visit audioonvisual.ca, follow us on Twitter at audioonvisual, and visit facebook.com slash audioonvisual. <laughs>